It's here, the first Ghostbusters interdimensional crossrip t-shirt, featuring front art by Dapper Dan Shonen. Wear your support for the podcast with pride. Proceeds from sales will go to keeping the lights on and not to putting beer in our stomachs. Men's and women's styles are available. Visit GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to buy yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy just kicking back. I don't believe in God or Santa Claus. Dude, get off your shoes, get in front of the fire, relax. That's good too. It's that time of year again for the Ghostbusters Home Shopping Network. With me, Chris. And not Troy, and not because he never wants to participate. He's in. He's in. I just say no. No, Troy. No. No. Asked and answered. And so it's just me. As with the last few years, I'm here to help you as best as I can. Maybe think of a few things for that Ghostbusters fan in your life or how to spend Grandma's Christmas money that you got. You know what I mean? I'll tell you, frankly, I'm not sure why you need my help. Because really, if you hit anything like Amazon, uh, or Big Bad Toy Store, or any number of places online, the Ghostbusters world of merchandise will come to you. But it's still fun to talk about. It's still fun to talk about some of the things that are kind of particular to write this particular month. So, I'm going to kick it off with Diamond Select's real Ghostbusters action figures. Now, these are part of the... What wave are they calling them? Wave 9 and Wave 10, I believe. Six figures, so the four guys. And Slimer. And Stay Puffed, of course. Now, you can find these individually, I believe, in the $20 range, if you hunt around your local specialty shops, etc. Um, probably could have found them in Toys R Us, but sadly, unless you're Canadian, that's a bit of a non-option this year. But, you know, never fret. Like I said, the internet is there. Uh... I would say go to your local comic shop because uh, they can order them in. It's a Diamond Select toy. Diamond distributes all the comics. Once a week, they drop stuff off. So if you went to them and said, could I please get, they will do their very darndest. And actually, there's a very good chance they can get them before Christmas. Like if the minute you hear this, you go to your comic shop, they might be able to get them in. Uh, that said, if you are uh, don't want to go outside, it's cold, you're lazy, nobody's judging. Go to Big Bad Toy Store, and uh, they're selling them in the waves, which is not bad, because you can actually save a little money. Uh, by their calculation, 12% off the each wave of three for picking them up for, you know, 66 bucks USD. Uh, normally, it would cost you about 75 bucks USD. Uh, and over a certain price point, and this is over the certain price point, Big Bad Toy Store is going to ship stuff to you within continental United States. So, you know... 
big two fingers up from Big Bad Toy Store, the rest of the world. But that's okay. $4 flat rate shipping. Just think of it. Yeah. Just go inside. Tickety-tack, tickety-tack. So 66, 70 bucks total USD for a wave. Add another 66 bucks and you'll get the other three and it'll still be four bucks shipping. That's a good one. I think that's a good one to think about. Uh, a happy little surprise I discovered is that if you're in the UK or you're, let's be honest, this is not going to make it to you unless you're in the UK in time for Christmas. But right now you can go online in the UK to places like Forbidden Planet. Great comic shop. They have their own website and you can order Insight's Tobin Spirit Guide. You know the one. Um, we got it with the uh, Eric Burnham uh, write-up of various ghosts from the various properties within the Ghostbusters universe. Excellent books. Uh, and then there was the... the I want to say Loot Crate, but that's not what it is. Uh, but besides the regular red-covered one, there was a green-covered edition that came out as one of those uh, monthly subscription boxes, uh, nerd boxes. What's the generic term for, like, a Loot Crate? Geek Parcel? Oh, there we go. Geek Parcel. Uh, you could pick up a, one of those as part of a Geek Parcel. Uh, so that's pretty good. But in the UK, they have a hardcover, a red hardcover edition, and it doesn't have the art that our soft covers have. It has more of a generic, esoteric, occulty kind of cover. Um, so now you feel like cool looking books on your shelf. Think about that one. They're selling it for right now on sale for eleven ninety nine. Eleven pounds, like twelve pounds sterling, because <laughs> no more euro. Uh, and that's actually down from what they usually sell. It was just 15 pounds. Uh, shipping in the UK is three pounds. I don't know what that costs. I don't know. Double it. Double any number. If you're in the Canada or the US, double the number. That's probably a little high, but close. It gives you some frame of reference. But, you know, it's, 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 it's not the thickest book in the world. But to get a hardcover edition for approximately, you know, 25 bucks plus uh, a bit of shipping on top gets up there but it's unique it's unique that's the trick so unique um i'm gonna go get one i haven't yet but i am gonna go get one uh easier books to get and this harkens back to our episodes uh, where we kind of mentioned it on and off and then we had a book club about it is uh violet ramus steals um ghostbusters daughter that is very accessible uh and on places like amazon or in canada if you go to Indigo chapters, whatever their website is, you can grab this stuff um, at a reasonable price. I believe if I, last time I looked, you can pick it up for about twenty bucks. That may have been Canadian. I think I was looking at Amazon.ca on sale. Oh no, it was less. I think it was eighteen bucks. Eighteen, nineteen bucks. You should look it up, Chris. That'd be professional. <laughs> yeah, I should. Uh, but normally that's like a $28 CAD uh, title. So Christmas, always a good time to buy books. Um, frankly, though, before you even do that, color onto your local bookstores. Because again, much like your comic shops, uh, these places uh, can get stock in relatively quick from their distributors. I'm not saying they'll absolutely be able to do it, but there's also a fairly good chance they may have a copy or two on hand. So call there first. And I know it may require you to, like, actually drive when you're out and about on errands, but it's kind of nice. 
support the local shop. Do that. But in a pinch, the internets are there for you to pick up Violet's book about her dad. Uh, it's well, well worth reading. Um, and I'm going to tap back into it later because uh, it talks a, a lot about, like chronologically, about movies he worked on. So <clears throat> not all of them, but, you know, kind of high points. Very, very interesting read. Um, not a hard read. Uh, and also over Christmas break, an excellent companion to go back and watching some of the movies he wrote, acted in, directed, or, you know, some combination of any of those three titles. Executive produced, ooh, four titles. Uh, so I would recommend that. What about that Blitzway Ecto, one-sixth scale? You can totally go buy that. It will not be under the tree. Uh, we've seen pictures and they're like, they were showing off, look, it's the, you know, the, the body of the car, you know, they pop the plastic out of the molds. They look fantastic. They're huge. Uh, it's got a price tag. <laughs> Big Bad Toy Store you can go to and you can pre-order it for $1,600. USD. But it is a pre-order. You're not going to be able to get it. Well, something could change. But right now they're calling it a pre-order. They call the real Ghostbusters Diamond Select figures pre-orders as well. But those are out. I've seen people get them. So... I regard those as less of a pre-order and more of a, they just didn't bother to change the thing on their website. But Blitzway, <laughs> Why the strange noises, Chris? It's not because I'm drinking wine while I record this. I'm totally drinking wine while I record this. Merry Christmas, everybody. But Christmas is usually associated with not just presents, but toys. Uh, a great many of us uh, have uh, children in our lives that we want to provide something ghostbustery to, either because they love it or we're trying to force it upon them. Again, no judging. Um, and there are a lot of toys out there. The real Ghostbuster Diamond Select ones are not bad. I think they're good for older kids, and you're going to have to suppress noises that you'll want to make as they open them up, because... But the love of Pete, if you give a kid a toy and then tell them they can't open it, ooh, Krampus is coming for you. And if Krampus won't, I will. But for younger kids, I it's pretty easy. Depending on the age and their interest, uh, you got the world of Lego, you got the Playmobil world, you got the world of Lego, the world of Playmobil, Fantibula Tabulous. I'm going to have to edit, so I'm not going to edit this. Again, I'm drinking wine and I'm lazy. Merry Christmas. Playmobil... Even though we're a, a good number of months past that initial wave of uh, the first figures and the fire hall and all that, um, and Playmobil has its own collector base, you can still find quite a bit of stuff that stuff in stores and online. Uh, and even better, it hasn't stopped because the new figures are out. The real, their real Ghostbusters figures are out. So if you don't want to give a small child the Diamond Select uh, toys, you don't want to give a small child the Diamond Select toy ones. Go get the Playmobil ones, uh, and they come with their little vehicles. It's they're great, and they're not terribly expensive. They're like in the twelve to fifteen buck range, depending on your store. Every town has a toy store, and the toy store is a Playmobil dealer. I'm not sure how that works out. I don't know if that's people going, I'm going to open a toy store, and in order to keep business attractive at the front window, I'm going to be a, a Playmobil distributor, which gets some, you know, like a giant Playmobil figure to place out front. Ah, the pitter-patter of hooves. Or the clomp-clomp-clomp of a six-year-old. 
I don't know if you can hear that, but let's pretend you can't. Uh, but again, you can always find online. Uh, Playmobil has a very strong web presence, but call around to a couple of toy stores, uh, especially the ones that are like, they kind of lean towards the, uh, we've got kind of thinky toys. Like for here in the northwest of Canada, we have Mastermind Toys, and they stock a lot of Playmobil. But little toy stores do as well. So check into your local toy store. What's up with the local? I don't know. Support your local. (laughs) Otherwise, nobody goes outside and we just order online, which sounds great at first and gets real boring real fast. So check your local toy stores for some uh, cool uh, Playmobil stuff. The flip side of the coin, as I said, is the Lego world. Again, a lot of those same stores also stock in Lego. Lego being a very versatile do-what-you-want patented interlocking play toy system so you can find a lot of those and because there is a big collector base for lego the prices tend to if you like looking like say on ebay or stuff like that the prices tend to go up so you're going to want to find it like either an online store or a local store or something like that um i will say if you don't want to spend a lot of cash a good stocking stuffer is the brickheads the lego brickheads Ghostbusters, which have like, you know, these cute, <laughs> it's like somebody said, we got to get in on the Funko action, so let's make a Lego version of Funko, and they did that, and they look great, they really, really, really look good, and another important point is, uh, the Lego Ghostbusters Fire Hall, it's being discontinued soon, and I know everybody looks at it and goes, I don't know, $400, it's like, I understand that, but, uh, the window's closing, and if you can find one after that, that $400 is going to go insane. Like, I would <laughs> maybe even just find 400 bucks, buy a couple, and stick away in a closet somewhere, and then you can retire on them. Only for a few months, but it's going to turn into some cash. So, anyways, end of the day, it's a really beautiful uh, set. It's a really beautiful set. It's really well designed. It looks so close to the original. And they've designed it so, like, it opens up and you can look inside and it's just filled with little things and references and nods and details. And it's like, so I don't know if you've ever thought about it. Uh, th- th- there, that's what you do with Grandma's Christmas money. My Grandma, I'm 35. I'm, that's me doing you. I don't know how old you are, but I'm not 35. But let's pretend, you know, let's pretend it's somebody else. And the, that person goes, I'm 35, Grandma. Just take the money, dude. Or do that and go buy Ghostbusters Lego. Go, go. <laughs> I mentioned Funko. That's another good one to find. A lot of Funko, uh, I believe they've started to, in the vault, a number, like Egon went first. I mean, these came out a couple years back, the original Funko Pops. Um, they retired Egon first. Uh, and I don't know if that's them trying to drive up their their secondary market because it's a prestige i don't know the other ones are starting to go too but um they can still be found again uh online is not a bad place to go i know for a fact uh gbfans.com and their store has a, a selection of uh both funko pops ghostbusters funko pops and dorbs the not dissimilar tiny adorable uh, tiny vinyl figures uh dorbs adorb hey, i just got that it's really simple to just plug Ghostbusters into any search field anywhere, and you'd be amazed at what you find. I'm going to leave you to go to Big Bad Toy Store, Amazon.com, Indigo Chapters, Forbidden Planet, 
uh, and any number of similar ones around the world and uh, ones uh, in the United States, Canada, UK, etc. that uh, that I have not mentioned. Um, you can go there. You can find all sorts of editions of the movies. You can find all sorts of books of it. You can find all sorts of stock of toys and merch that's still available. And there's some great stuff. We talked about them in previous years. Uh, Cryptozoic, etc. has put out a number of uh, items. Uh, at one point, there was like pizza cutter. There was the cooking apron. You, you name it, you can go get it. I'll leave that to you. I, I kind of hit my high points here. What I want to switch gears to now is this feels like a golden era of Ghostbusters apparel. Uh, when you factor in like going to Spirit Halloween online and still selling, because guess what? They shut down their stores after Halloween. They don't shut down their website. You can still go there and pick up the Ghostbusters stuff that they had, which, don't get me wrong, those props were great. Uh, I would say if they still have some in stock that they'll sell you online, good ones to buy for fans or for yourself, but they sold apparel. You could get that jacket. The jacket was actually kind of cool. Uh, hats. I've been there in years where they have socks. Uh, you name it. <laughs> Beer koozies. <laughs> like, Ghostbusters stuff can be found most everywhere, but apparel, this year for apparel, Spirit of Halloween, apparel. Uh, you go down to any Walmart at any given time, and they seem to have at least one new Ghostbuster item. I was there just a while ago for the, uh, you know, the older 10, 11, 12-year-old kids. They had uh, glow-in-the-dark uh, long-sleeve shirts. Fantastic. Um, uh, we do not have Target, but Target quite often does. Uh, I am surprised here in Canada. You can go to uh, Mark's Work Warehouse, and they have had... Uh, Ghostbusters uh, logo shirts in the past and stuff like that. So that's just random Ghostbusters gear. Uh, but on top of it, it's Christmas time, and we have the new holiday apparel from Middle of Beyond. If you want to have a look at it, go to Middle of Beyond. No spaces, no dashes. Middle of Beyond. What's that nice guy song? Middle of Beyond! Yes, it was a lame joke, but it's my lame joke, and you're stuck listening to it. Uh, Middleofbeyond.com, they have on their website uh, two sweaters, uh, different designs, but it's some combination usually of the logo, the Ecto-1, Stay Puff, and Slimer, and one even has, I believe, uh, you know, scrolling text of, who are you going to call? It doesn't move. When I say scrolling, I mean it just sort of runs around in a stripe somewhere in the design. It doesn't... It's not digital or anything. Although there's a thought. Somebody write that down at Sony. They also sell a scarf. Um, <clears throat> I think technically... It's funny. Uh, most holiday sweaters with fancy designs are ugly holiday sweaters. Unless it's about something in particular and then they try to call it an ugly holiday sweater except you like that thing and you're like that's not ugly that's beautiful so there's a lot of oh ugly star wars sweaters <laughs> unless you like star wars in which case they're awesome same case here these fall into that category of oh, i hate these things ugly holiday sweaters now if you like ghostbusters these are pretty sweet but even if you're like I'm not extroverted enough to wear this kind of thing out in public get the scarf same deal black with like you know the knitted designs all over it but oh scarves you need them because it's winter and it's cold and you love Ghostbusters 
can't beat that, right? But the other thing I want to get into with you, and I think I've mentioned this, and I think I've mentioned this in the in previous years, and I think it's only grown. I know in episodes throughout this year, I've mentioned it. I think I even did a final thought where I was just kind of amazed at where things were at with this. But we live in an era of lapel pins. There was a time when it was all about the, as the British call it, the, the badges, the little buttons, the little you know, one-inch buttons. Those were quite popular. Um, and that was because they became way more accessible for people to, to make them and all that sort of thing. Somewhere along the line, the world of the lapel pin opened up. Uh, and there's a lot of places you can go to go get stuff made. And a lot of people have, uh, big and small. Um, I would recommend going to Etsy.com and at Etsy.com, as well as our old friends, Proton Pins and EctoCrank. EctoCrank, search Proton Pins, just search Proton Pins. EctoCrank, search for Cranks Occult. They have a lineup of designs, um, beautiful pins, variety of pins. uh, Some they do limited runs of, some of them they're selling all the time. Some of them are kind of premium items. Um, there's a, um, a real Ghostbusters proton pack and trap pins that you can get that are two parters because of course the pack and the trap both connect to a thrower and the trigger pedal. So they're actually connected with a little tiny gold colored chain, metal chain, beautiful pins, right? Like, and frankly, that was not opening. Oh, that was not open to the average uh, person for manufacturing and um, now it is and you can go get it but that's just the tip of the iceberg because if you go there you'll find regular logo pins uh, I've seen uh, Ectos uh, somebody did a, a replica of the real Ghostbusters lunch kit which is kind of amazing you have lots of text ones you know back off man I'm a scientist and, and things like that there's only one go get it if you can but somebody has a set of all the original enamel pins which is to say real Ghostbusters they put out uh, a Bankman a Zedmore an Egon and a, a Ray uh, along with a Slimer a Stay Puft, and a Janine and somewhere along the way they also have a Ghostbusters 2 one they don't have the original movie logo pin but they had the Ghost- they're selling all of those so that's 8 pins altogether for fifty six sixty two. that's insane you should go get that um, you know what? I'm going to check that for you. Please tell me they're not selling those individually. Nope, set of eight. That's a really hard to beat price. $56, so 57 bucks. Oh, that's Canadian, so it's even better if you're in the States. Um, that's a complete set. And they show up on eBay all the time. Like, I've, I've gotten them piecemeal over the years, but to have them all in one place for that price? Woo! Do it! The best part about them is some of them get really uh, subtle, too. Like, for example, if you're uh, kind of a crypto fan, uh, crypto meaning secret. There, see, we all learned something. Uh, If you're not the kind of person that wants to broadcast it out, or more to the point, being a crypto fan is more like I am this fan, but I don't, I'm a fan of something, I'm a big deep fan of something that most of the world is aware of so I don't want every stranger in the world this might be, go back to the the introverted fans who can't wear the, the ugly Ghostbusters holiday sweaters um, if you don't want to draw attention to yourself meaning every third person goes hey Ghostbusters, hey Ghostbusters, hey Ghostbusters get yourself one of these more subtle pins so for example Proton Pins has a uh, uh, a coffee cup it's a modern you know uh, 
Starbucks style uh, coffee cup, but it, it's uh, all stylized and incorporated on it is the, the text, yes, have some. Trust me. <laughs> Nobody is going to bother you and say Ghostbusters except for that one in a hundred person. That one every few weeks. And the best part about that is when somebody does that, you're like, you're awesome. We should hang out more. They also made like a, a Ouija board planchette. Planchette. That's the, the little thing you put your fingers on and the ghosts, uh, uh, <laughs> ghosts spell to you on. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a cult texting. <laughs> it's the worst. Anyways, on the planchette, they've put in Do Re Egon. A, see, that's even subtler. Because if you find somebody that notices your subtle uh, Crypto Ghostbusters 2 uh, reference in a lapel pin, marry that person. I mean, it doesn't even matter if they're your preferred gender. Just like, I think we're married now. And off you go. Uh, they also did a great one. Uh, it's a little... Uh, it's very... Snapping the fingers to mean uh, kind of retro kitschy uh, styled. He's a sailor, but it's on white. Uh, and it's got uh, the hint of a little Stay Puft hat in the corner. Another great one. That's a larger one. That needs two backings. It's a heavy one, but a beautiful. And again, you wear that... Somebody's going to get that. Uh, not everybody, but somebody. I think these days, between lapel pins, uh, assorted uh, socks, scarves, ball caps, toques, uh, you name it, add to that the wide range of uh, T-shirts. Because the one thing I never mentioned when I talked about Walmart and all that having these occasional licensed ones is... Uh, there are people out there doing their own subtle runs and, you know, limited runs and tiny runs of boutique t-shirts. You will be unlikely to run into somebody else who has that same t-shirt. Again, I'm sure you could hit up places like, uh, what's it, Tee Public? Uh, so our pal Jason at Ghostbusters News has a, a Tee Public store. I keep meaning to for Proton Charging. Proton Charging, all one word, dot spreadshirt.com. You can find, um a selection of shirt designs up there uh, referencing both uh, <clears throat> the old movies and the new movies uh, but the one I like the most is uh, I made uh, a parody of a certain other company's Ghostbusters t-shirt in which they managed to feature four Ghostbusters uh, not one of which was Winston so I made a Zetamore sh uh, shirt with four Ghostbusters all of them Winston ta-da uh, heck, if you hit these sites like T Public, uh, Spreadshirt, uh, and you type in uh, Ghostbusters, there's some real, real great designs out there. And again, they're not super expensive. Or, more importantly, <laughs> you can go buy a Ghostbusters International Interdim. Excuse me, I'm just gonna have a little sip of wine. Hmm. Problem solved. Go to Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip podcast uh, go to ghostbustershq.net uh, the link there or if you search for that on etsy uh, we have our podcast t-shirt it's troy and i as the blues brothers done by that bird and showing um and i would recommend getting that because that's a sweet shirt and sooner or later we're going to add more designs and uh who knows maybe we'll retire that one and you won't be able to get it anymore uh, but more to the point, um, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, the the small proceeds from the sales of those shirts go to Troy. So Troy 
can offset some of the cost uh, for uh, uh, hosting the podcast and all that. He poo-poos it. He says that's not a problem. So fine. It offsets the fact that I just show up once a week and I do exactly what I'm doing here. Blah, 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 Final thought, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Troy has to edit it together if we flub, if we tack something on later. He does the hard stuff. Not only that, do you know he's merging two tracks together? He records it uh, in, in fancy stereo down there in L.A. I recorded a fancy stereo here in Secret Studio North, and then I sent him that file, and he marries them together. And sometimes they don't match. And he has to figure out how to sync them up halfway through the show. Like... It's a pain in the butt, and I'm aware of it. Actually, I think really this is an excuse for me to say, Troy, I know you're listening. No, Troy, you can't be on the Home Shopping Network. Asked and answered. But I want to let you know, buddy, Merry Christmas. And (laughs) I'm going to say this public, what I've said to you a million times. Dude, are you sure you want to do it all by yourself? Uh, And I appreciate that you do. What's your point? Uh, I think really these days you can't swing a Spirit Halloween... (laughs) (laughs) particle thrower by its little plastic tube (laughs) without hitting Ghostbusters merch. Uh, It's been a wealth of stuff growing over the last several years. And not all that stock goes away, uh, which means depending on your interest and your price point and your budget, there's no lack of stuff to find. And that's before I even get into you can go to eBay and you can search for old, old stuff. Here's something you can do if you're like, I, don't, I have a Ghostbusters fan in my life and I want to get them something unique. Basically, type in Ghostbusters, um, then spend a few minutes adding in uh, the minus sign and then right immediately after a word that culls things out of the search and you'll figure out there's a few. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Xbox or <laughs> uh, PlayStation or cap because unfortunately there is certain things that just kind of overwhelm a generic Ghostbusters eBay search but if you don't know what word to put in after it like Ghostbusters book Ghostbusters magazine there see some free suggestions for you Ghostbusters action figure you may want to cull out a few things and then sort by uh, buy it now which means you don't have to you don't have to bid any of that and then lowest price first and then again, you'll have to flip through a few pages where for some reason there's stuff that's ridiculously low or items you don't want or anything like that. But then you find yourself in a sweet spot of somebody has a loose, you know, KFC Slimer from Extreme Ghostbusters, the squirt toy. And the squirt toy was the toy for the young kids. So if you went to KFC and said, I'll have a kid's meal and your kid was too young to have any of the other toys, they had a Slimer. And he's just a squishy one that with a little, you know, you put in the tub and you squish him and then let him go and he sucks in a bunch of water and then you've got like a squirt toy. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> you know? And somebody's like, I will sell you this for, you know, five bucks shipping included or whatever. And you go, done. And then you have this thing that is over 20 years old and your Ghostbusters fan may not have. But... You spent five bucks, maybe five bucks on a little ship. I don't know. Why am I even putting a price tag on it? I don't know. But you could pick the price point and how much you're willing to spend on shipping. If you do it relatively quick, you probably have it by Christmas. And the thing is, is anyways, you don't need me to hold your hand about shopping with this stuff. I just wanted to recommend a few things. Last but not least, 
if you're looking to get your Ghostbusters fan something, and this will take a little bit of thought because you have to think to yourself, this is this is like giving somebody a puppy. Puppies are not for Christmas. Puppies are for life. Um, this requires that the person is going to have to accept a certain amount of expense on top of it. But it's a nice present uh, in the right circumstances to give to your Ghostbusters fan. And that's go to wizardworld.com slash Comic-Con, so that's got three C's in it, Comic-Con, slash Ghostbusters-Fan-Fest, or just search Wizard World Ghostbusters, and trust me, it'll pop up. You can go there, and you can buy, for $100, a, um, a, a, a priority ticket. Uh, there's no risk to you, and I said you have to think this through, and that's because it's no fun giving somebody something if they go, oh, thank you for the priority ticket, but I have no money to fly there or stay at a hotel or whatever. This is not for everybody. But, you know, I don't know, maybe you can make arrangements. It's like your birthday's before then, and I talked to your aunts and your grandmas, and for your birthday, we're going to fly you there, whatever. There's lots of ways you can do this, but the point is, is there's no risk to you because this thing can be reimbursed. If you buy it uh, as a priority access pre-order uh, before they start announcing add-ons and all that, you can just go to them and say, no thanks, this doesn't work. Or not you. Well, maybe you. Maybe you say, hey, look, I got you a priority pass. And the other person goes, I hate air travel. And you're like, oh, shoot. And then you take it back. Fine. No, no risk to you whatsoever. <laughs> or worse yet, I got you a priority pass to Ghostbusters Fan Fest. And they go, I hate Ghostbusters. Have we ever met? Who did... And you're like, oh, shoot, I misread the room. Uh, you can return it and get that money back. But the cool part is, is by getting that, you're also giving them first dibs at um, the rest of the show. And the show is two days. And this is the other reason why uh, people are concerned about uh, being able to, you know, what, <laughs> do I lose my money if I don't like it later on? No, not at all. Because they are working on what's going to be at the show. We will be hearing that uh, soon. Um, but this gives them first dibs at everything. So instead of the public, you know, buying in and going, I'm going to, I want to, this is completely hypothetical. Uh, I, I want a piggyback ride from Rick Moranis. That's never going to happen. So it's the perfect hypothetical. But um, the rest of the world has to wait for you to show up and say, uh, you know, here's my priority pass, which is goes towards me getting in and I'm going to spend the extra Boy, how much would Rick Moranis charge to give the piggy bank ride? That's got to be thousands. Dignity's involved too. <sighs> I mean, he's not a big guy, and he's not exactly a young man either. Let's just say I don't know. I got the fifty grand. <laughs> it's a one of a kind. I got the fifty grand for. See, that's beautiful. <laughs> If you have the priority pass, the public has to wait, and you get first dibs on the one and only Rick Moranis piggyback ride for an additional $50,000. See, that's fantastic. That's how that works. Um, we've talked about this on the show. A lot of people are debating whether it would be worth it or not. I had a dinner with another pal who, I don't know how, had not heard about the fan fest. So, uh, you know, nods and shaking my head to Gary there, but... Uh, <laughs> the minute I explained it to him, and I could only explain so much, which is it's over Ghostbusters Day, June 8th and 9th next year, 2019, the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters, uh, he was instantly in. He didn't know what else was going on, but in his mind, what he was going for was the ticket would get him in and get him whatever you know the minimum was for the two days there. 
uh, as a seasoned convention goer, he was uh, with a little bit of a disposable income that parents don't have. Tell me about it. But anyways, he's like, it'll have other stuff. I'll probably throw money at that. And he can fly himself down there and put himself up. All he was interested in was, for him, this was a two-day party with other Ghostbusters fans, which is a fantastic way to look at it because uh, not everybody made it to the 2016 premiere. Um, And really, if nothing else had happened, heck, if somehow you could contrive to get, you know, 100-plus fans in one place at one time and they were just going to hang out for an evening, that was still a lot of fun. So... Um, I, I, like I said, I think this is this is a good one. You gotta have to put the, this. This is not for your six-year-old. Here you go. I got you a piece of favor that promises you a trip to L.A. that you're too young to go on. No, this is this is not for everybody. But uh, there's still time to get in early on that uh, priority pass. Uh, and if later on you're like, nope, this is not the right idea, uh, that's fine because uh, they've said that they'll reimburse that. Uh, and then more to the point though, you got your foot in the door for if nothing else, and it will be something else. Like, see, that's the thing. When you think about it, it's like Sony's not going to invite us down onto their lot for two days and then it's nothing. But let's for a minute say it is nothing. We show up and for two days, uh, you know, we have hang out together and have lunch. You know, that's a, that's a fun weekend. Maybe not worth the money in your head, but in my mind, I'm like, that's a nice break. I take that. I may be over explaining this. It may be the wine. Splishy splashy. Drink, drink, drink. I should probably, for decorum, edit that out too, because I'm not really drinking a lot, but I don't care. Because it's Christmas. Now, I did mention earlier, this is the one thing that I said I'd talk about later, and I do remember what it was in relation to, which was uh, Violet Ramis Steele's Ghostbusters Daughter. In it, she talks about, you know, um, movie sets she was on with them, movie sets she wasn't on with, but he was working on these movies, etc. And it occurred to me, we all have a little bit of time off. Depending on what we do in life, it could be, you know... Uh, two, three weeks. It may just be, you know, uh, a week off. It may only be a few days, but the beautiful part about Christmas is that there is an excuse to, uh, cuddle up, bundle up in a blanket, turn on the fire, sit in front of a TV, whatever your preference is, get yourself a drink, get yourself some snacks, get yourself some leftovers, sit in front of the TV and watch movies. And what I'm recommending to people, you can do this as, as presents for other people too. But in order to find some of these, I think you may want to like tap into your Amazon, uh, you know, Prime Rentals, or you know, <clears throat> the very streaming services may or may not have it, depending, particularly depending on what country you're in, because not all the countries have the same movies. Uh, iTunes, large supply of movies, not all of them, but has some of them. Or again, you know, you may just go and find, you know, the the DVD. It won't be Blu-ray quality, but you know, a lot of stuff got kick out the door quick onto a cheapo DVD, buy yourself a $10 DVD and you know, let Amazon deliver it to your door. It might be cool, I'm thinking. This is my thought. Uh, th- I'm going to do it. This holiday season, to find a selection of movies, either ones you haven't seen in a long time, 
although I, I'm pushing for ones that you haven't seen before necessarily, that uh, big role or small role features the, gar- the, features the stars of Ghostbusters. <clears throat> because what I realized in reading Ghostbusters' daughter is there's stuff that I know I kind of want to see and just never saw it. Uh, like Club Paradise. Yeah, it is Club Paradise. <laughs> In my head, I was like, Club Paradiso? And I'm like, you may be conflating that with Cinema Paradiso. But anyways, Club Paradise. I I know it's not a well-regarded film. It's a 50-50 on IMDb. It's an 11%er on Rotten Tomatoes. But the thing is, is movies are subjective. And when they have people that you like, say Robin Williams, or is written and directed by people that you find funny, like Harold Ramis, it's like, it's probably worth at least checking out once. Particularly with 2020 hindsight, you can go in and watch it going, this may not be great, but I'm curious to see what they did. It's, it's, it gives you a certain mental distance from it, as opposed to new movies coming out where we're all putting our hopes and dreams on it and all that. It's like, you know, these are real people that uh, this is their real job, and they, you know, they they do the best they can to make these things. It's like, why not go see what they did? Because I find, uh, you know, it's worth it just to find in an average movie the one or two really good guffaws or something like that. Like Howard the Duck, not a great film, but it's fun if you like Tim Robbins. Uh, I, uh, I I kind of like Jeffrey Jones, uh, despite his recent. Uh, fall from grace uh, <laughs> it's it, the practical effects are great I like it for example that it's uh, an example of kind of the between it, it, it was made in an era with industrial light and magic just before computers came in so they were trying to do stuff with stop motion animation that was really fun There's, I find watching old movies good or bad just gives you this opportunity to I think somebody's going for the candy cupboard is what that sounds like. I may have to get off here, so <clears throat> go inform somebody that no matter how high he climbs the cupboards, he's not going to find the candy canes he so desperately seeks. Um, I don't think they're terrible bad either. I think movies that kind of clock in as like, as long as they don't flatline in the ratings... Because I'm going to reference one, for example, that is not great in uh, either IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. Roger Ebert gave it four stars. So you got to think about that for a minute, right? Um, so here we go. I have no I have no movie jingle for this. But here we go. It's the movie section. Uh, so for Harold Ramis, uh, because Ghostbusters' daughter. Uh, back to school, which is the Rodney Dangerfield one. Uh, I, I, I feel like... I haven't seen that in a long time, and I don't think most people have seen it. And I, I, it's very, it's going to be very of its time, and it's going to be very Rodney Dangerfield. But I, I, I think, I think I'm going to go back and watch that one. There's also Baby Boom. Um, you know, this year when the book came out, and uh, we did a little uh, nod to Harold Ramis somewhere along the way, and I was looking at old clips and trailers, never realized that he had a a part as her girlfriend. Um, in uh, in Baby Boo. Uh, so, I think I kind of want to go watch that one. Uh, <laughs> and then go back on a Rodney Dangerfield tip. I didn't realize that Harold Ramis was involved with the animated Rover Dangerfield. I've never seen Rover Dangerfield, but uh, I think I may have to now. 
No respect. No respect at all. He's the last word in animal magnetism. I'm smart. Well, when I was paper trained, I learned to read. He's the hottest thing that ever hit Las Vegas. I love my life in Las Vegas. I wouldn't change it for anything. I got it made here. He's animation's newest party animal. Why, it's a dog's life, and I love it. Las Vegas is the place for me. He's Rover Dangerfield. Hey, gang, how you doing? He's a big city hound on his way out of town. Oh, pardon me. I mean, I'm new in town. Way, way out of town. Ah! I'm on a farm. <laughs> I think I'll change my name to Jethro. What a vocabulary. He's hot on the trail of fun. Get away from those chickens. Look, we're buddies. And adventure. Uh, who do you think you're dealing with? Little Red Riding Hood? And he's about to discover... Hey, who's she? A farm is the perfect place for love to grow. I'd give up a bone to you Cause that's how much you mean to me When I first saw your face My heart began to race To fill my soul with ecstasy Hey, Big Mouth! Who asked for a wake-up call? He's man's best friend. Fetch, boy, fetch! You want it? You go get it. He's Rover Dangerfield, the dog who gets no respect. No respect at all. Of course, Rick Moranis. Uh, why haven't I gone to the other? I'm just doing these in an order. Just relax. I'll get to them. I haven't forgotten anybody yet. Rick Moranis, uh, again, particularly since Rick hit a point in the 90s and then just stopped uh, making movies. It means that there's a lot of kids, for example, uh, 90s kids, uh, you know, who are, let's see, 91, 91. So, yeah, you can be born in the early 90s and be a 20-something now. You've probably never seen any of these movies. And uh, I think they're kind of worth checking out. Uh, if you want to see his star turn stuff, if you want to see old school um, uh, kind of pre-big star Rick Moranis, uh, he always kind of was in his own way. But I mean, like post-Ghostbusters when he went to Honey Shrunk the Kids and all that, he turned into a different Rick Moranis. He was leading man comedy Rick Moranis. If you want to see him prior before he kind of nailed that one and you haven't seen it, uh, especially if you've been scratching your head reading the IDW comics, uh, which, by the way, always available in compiled form, uh, the trade paperback form. I, I mentioned it in previous years. I never thought to mention it this year because of that. But uh, in this past uh, Crossing Over series, um, uh, there were some Strange Brew references. If you want to better understand them, yeah, go watch Strange Brew. Strange Brew is great. Uh, also starring uh, Voice of Vigo, Max von Sydow. Uh, it's a it's a real good one. This is it's a really great movie. It's really funny. It's goofy. It's kind of dumb. It's heavily Canadian, but I recommend watching it. But the flip side of that coin is when he's you know turning into leading man of comedies uh, movies. Uh, Rick Moranis is uh, My Blue Heaven, which is a twofer because it has. Uh, uh, Steve Martin in it. It's not a Ghostbusters twofer, but Steve Martin is always worth watching too, and that one's a great one. Um, but I think the one that very few people have seen, and the one I always like to recommend, it's well, I don't even know how to describe it to people. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to hate it. I'm just not sure what you're going to make of it. But I would recommend Streets of Fire. Uh, Streets of Fire. Whew. 
Yeah, it's a weird one. It's kind of... Uh... Oh, boy. <laughs> Somebody said, let's do 80s noir with lots and lots of music. I mean, that's the simplest pitch I can give you. I'd go... It's... Check it out. That might be a good one with friends, especially if you want to get a little riffy or, uh, you know, share a drink or two. Go watch that one. I'll be coming for her, and I'll be coming for you, too. Sure you will, and I'll be waiting. You are about to enter a world unlike any you've ever seen before, where rock and roll is king. The only law is a loaded gun. Where the beautiful... Stay and see the show, it's really good. The brutal... I want Tom Cody. And the brave all meet. From now on, it's for real. In Streets of Fire. You're lying in your bed and on a Saturday night You're sweating buckets and it's not even hard But your brain has got the message and it's sending it out To every nerve and every muscle you got You've got so many dreams that you don't know Universal Pictures presents Michael Paré, Diane Lane, Rick Moranis, and Amy Madigan in a Walter Hill film, Streets of Fire. Bill Murray. All right. So for some of the people on this list, they're going to have considerable, considerable lists. Harold Ramis, not a huge list, Uh, mostly because he didn't, you know, he wasn't just an actor. He wrote and produced and all that. So he's got a, a decent list, but writing for a movie, directing a movie, producing a movie, you're involved in the whole bit of a movie. So that takes quite a bit more time. Whereas with people who are actors, they can jump to jump to jump to jump to jump. So their list pile up quite a bit more. Or as I said, you know, Rick Moranis stops at some point. So his list is decent, but it ended. You know, there's been 20 years where he's just like, eh, I'm not making more stuff. I'm going to get to a few others that are either... Um, Incredible workhorses, or uh, because of the fame they made, they just got to make a lot of stuff. Bill Murray, obviously, got a lot of stuff to choose from. Um, I think the easiest one is to, to remind people that Bill Murray's stories, Life Lessons Learned from a Mythical Man, is out right now. That's the documentary about you know, but Bill Murray just inserting himself into the lives of people. And that hasn't stopped, by the way. A friend texted me a photo <laughs> saying... My brother-in-law and his wife were having dinner, at a, or no, not having dinner, having drinks at a jazz club in Manhattan. 
or did they say Brooklyn? It doesn't matter. Somewhere in New York. And Bill Murray just sort of sidled up, sat down, and chatted with him for a while. Like, it's a thing. It's a real thing. I, I always kind of wondered how much it was just... It's now turning into that, oh yeah, a friend of a friend did a friend of a friend thing. Anyway, Bill Murray just does that. Bill Murray walks the earth like... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's the quote? Like Kane and Kung Fu. Just wanders the earth. I don't even know if he's imparting wisdom. I think he's just imparting himself. And, you know, everybody walks away feeling a little better for it. But uh, if you kind of want an encapsulated version of Bill Murray as a as a phenomenon wandering the earth, uh, Bill Murray's story is Life Lessons Learned from a Mythical Man. But I would also recommend he's in the ensemble movie Cradle Rock. Uh, I liked him when he got uh, tried to be a little bit more of a bad guy in Mad Dog and Glory. I absolutely love him in Where the Buffalo Roam, which is his take on Hunter S. Thompson. It's kind of like Hunter S. Thompson Gonzo and Bill Murray Gonzo stuck together in a movie, and you just sort of watch it for a while and get some good laughs out of it. Um, I will also recommend to people, I've mentioned it on the show before, The Man Who Knew Too Little, uh, which is uh, kind of, I think it was after Scrooge. I think it was before he made his shift into towards drama too much. Um, it's a strange one. Uh, it's the idea of a guy who is mistaken for a spy. And Comedy of Errors, always good fun. So I would, I, I recommend that one. But, um, and I realize this is going on my list for this season because I've never seen it, is The Razor's Edge. This was his passion project. And this is the one he said, you know, I will do all this other stuff that, you know, hit even bigger. Uh, Ghostbusters being one of them, as I recall. Um, if you make the razor's edge uh and you know because he loved the book and he thought he could make it and he did okay it just you know maybe the world didn't want to watch that movie at that time who knows so i'm gonna go back and see if it had any other inherent production flaws that kind of may have impacted it or what have you or maybe just movie out of time and the tr- this is kind of why i recommended this thing is i think a lot of people go oh i've heard that's bad and it's like well you'll never know till you watch it and uh what if it was just wrong time wrong place and don't miss it go see it from the direction of the blood on the window i say your victim got whacked here your shooter was sitting in the front passenger seat there it's blowback too that's somebody else in wayne's line of work i'm a police officer he meets a lot of strange characters after they're dead See, this food can kill you. What's up, Mad Dog? Do me a favor. My name's Wayne. But this time... Oh, jeez. Don't shoot him, please. Don't shoot him. Want the money? You like some candy? Why don't you give him a back rub while you're at it? Shut up! Please. Are you Wayne? Who are you? Harold. I work for my boss, and he asked me to find you to invite you to this thing tonight. Who's your boss? Don't worry. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. From Melrose Park, the land of velour car interiors, the comedy stylings of Frank Milo, ladies and gentlemen. Take it. Frankie! Hey! There he is! You actually saved my life. Be my friend. If you do, I become the expediter of your dreams. Hi, uh, my name is Glory. The gift that keeps on giving. Look, you saved his life. He wants me to be your friend for a week. So what do you do for him? You sleep with him? I don't think he has sex. Frank just wants to make sure that you're happy. For the next five days, let's just pretend we're your basic normal couple. Are you happy? 
I get paid either way. Congrats. I'm not a kiss. I hate it when people take advantage of my favors. Frank, that's none of your business. I thought we were friends. I don't know what you're talking about. I want you out of there by Monday. You're not going back to him. You got three days. She coming down? We're in love. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I love her. I own her! We should do some sit-ups. Right now? No, I mean, you know, in general. With Frank, you can't argue. You can't fight. You can't hide. You like baseball? Get this straight with me. I'll take you to some sax games. I'm not asking you to save me, Wayne. Hey, no guts, no glory. Dan Aykroyd, uh, no lack of Dan Aykroyd stuff. Dan Aykroyd, going on Rotten Tomatoes. There's a lot of not fresh going on there, which is, uh, again, <clears throat> I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. I think uh, a lot of those not fresh stuff. Trouble with Rotten Tomatoes is as the years go on, like some of these earlier movies his, I think actually did way better in their time. It's just that now Rotten Tomatoes has people that are critics putting on their score watching old stuff and i find as time goes on new waves of people have a harder time appreciating the older movies which is not something you think a critic should suffer from but i think on the internet a lot of them do um i will say um it's a smaller part but i would uh, go see bright young things uh which is kind of like the was it the Roaring Twenties, I guess? It's it's kind of in the British uh, society life and all that. Uh, it's very Woosters and Jeeves, but not funny. Uh, actually, speaking of which, I think Stephen Fry's in it somewhere, if I recall correctly. But, um, yeah, it's, it's very much a drama. It's very much about, you know, the you know the rich kids at loose ends at that time. Anyways, Dan Arroyd's in it. I, I've seen it quite a while ago. I enjoyed it. I think you should watch it, too. Um... I debated these, like I put like things like Doctor Detroit. Uh, I'm gonna go rewatch that, but <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think definitely most people haven't seen that. So if you want, go see that. But I didn't necessarily add it to my list here. Um, <clears throat> Spies like us, always a good one. But I think a lot of people have seen Spies like us. If you're a Ghostbusters fan, uh, quite possibly. I wasn't sure about these because um, they are <clears throat> smaller. Not teeny tiny roles, but I don't know. I don't know where these fall. So if you're sitting here listening to it and going, yeah, I've seen that a million times. Okay, fine. But I'm assuming a few people haven't. So this is me talking to them. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go see Gross Point Blank. It's not a Dan Aykroyd starring vehicle, but it's possibly one of his his best roles, I think, as a, uh, a hitman. And <laughs> completely, in a world of amoral hitmen, <laughs> he is the amoralist of the amoral. Uh, and still funny at the same time. Uh, and eminently quotable. There's a lot of stuff that came into that movie. Um, but a flip side where he's a total huggable teddy bear uh, tech nerd is Sneakers. And again, I saw it. I loved it. I know it did pretty well at the theaters. That was late 80s, early 90s. No, I'm not going to go look it up. Um, and I really love the hell out of that. Uh, Dan Aykroyd did a Robert Redford movie. I mean, you can't go wrong. And the rest of the cast is fantastic to boot. So, um, I, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I would recommend that one just because you're, 
if you have you're not aware of it, you're going to go in and it's just going to be filled with actors where you're like, oh my god, they're in this movie. Uh, go see it. It's actually a pretty cool movie. Um, but the one I've got on my list for Dan Aykroyd, my personal list. Each one of these has the one that you know uh, Chris is going to go watch to this holiday break, or he's going to attempt to as best he can. I've never seen Neighbors in a not too distant suburb on a very quiet street. At that time. Need any help? Earl Keese, a reserved, hardworking homeowner, sits calmly waiting for his dinner. Little does he know he's about to meet the neighbors. Needed? Someone's moving into the Warren place! No? Funny time to be moving. Ramona. Hello. What can I do for you? The question is, what do you want in return? Is your wife making dinner? Would you like to join us? You go ask your wife if it's okay. Oh, it's no problem, really. Don't argue with me, Earl. And Vic. So, what do you say, neighbor? Welcome to the end of the road, I guess. Great house. Thank you. I mean mine. Well, what's on the menu, pal? I'm starved. And somehow, his life will never be the same. Who goes there? Hi, Daryl Keith. Columbia Pictures presents John Belushi. I swear to God, we may have to move. They're very strange people. Dan Aykroyd. I'm tasty. They come in four flavors. What a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Kathy Moriarty. Your left ball in the corner pocket. In Neighbors. Lock the doors. Hey, you go to hell. You're not getting back in here. They're coming your way. Uh, I don't think Neighbors did very well. I don't know if Neighbors is great. Uh, I think from what I understand, it was produced and kind of... kind of turned into a... um, It was presented as, look at these two hilarious funny guys. And then was a bit darker than that. Frightener syndrome is basically what I think it suffered from, uh, if I understand correctly. But the other thing that comes up quite a bit is that in a movie about two guys who are neighbors, one who's bugging the heck out of the other guy, the roles are not what you think they are. John Belushi, and this is the one I, they made prior to, and then leading up to it, it's like, and then we're going to go do Ghostbusters. Hurrah! Um, John Belushi uh, plays the straight man, and Dan Aykroyd is the wacky, crazy, annoying one. And I think that might be part of it, too. I think a lot of people expect it, especially from the way, you know, things set up on Saturday Night Live. If you have the the drier, more serious, less over-the-top uh, character, it'll be Dan Aykroyd. And if you have somebody that's going to chew up the scenery, John Belushi. And that's not how it went. So I've never seen it. I'm going to go see it. If you haven't seen it, join me. We'll talk about it later.
Ernie Hudson. Okay, Ernie Hudson's list, by the way, is insane. Just go look at his IMDb. It's in, it's absolutely huge. And this is a guy, he's a working actor. So that list filled with good, bad, ugly, never heard of that one, all that stuff. That guy is just hustling. He's he's working it, and we love him for it. Um, I looked at it and realized that of the things that I had seen, like I saw The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, which is a great one. Uh, and I believe he got quite a bit of notice for it at the time. He's not the star. Uh, he has a, a supporting uh, cast part in it. It's a thriller. They may not be for everybody. Uh, it's a crazy lady thriller, true, uh, too, which is, I don't know. It's not always all that fun, but eh, whatevs. If you haven't seen it, it's got Ernie in it. Uh, but he was also, uh, I believe, the coach in Basketball Diaries. I've never seen that. I've heard pros and cons, but... I've heard the title a lot. I think that's a good indication that perhaps I should at least give it a look. Uh, he was in Weeds. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to go, if you want to go and see a Nick Nolte movie, you know, you already went kind of crazy. Uh, go see Weeds. Uh, again, he's got like a supporting part. It's a Nick Nolte vehicle. I think I'm in jail. I haven't seen it. I'm going to go watch that one. Just, if for no other reason than to you know, hone in on my terrible Nick Nolte impression. Um, uh, he was also in a 1993 uh, movie, Sugar Hill. And that's a Wesley Snipes vehicle. Uh, and it's the one I mentioned that a lot of the world went, and Ebert said, great movie. Let's put it this way. If the world hates something and Roger Ebert likes it, you should probably check it out. You may not like it. It's not that Ebert is not an automatically, I'm going to love this movie. But what it means is, is at least he saw something that the rest of the world decided they weren't going to pay attention to. Uh, and I don't know exactly what that might be with this movie, but I'm going to go find out. And it has Ernie Hudson in it. Um, <clears throat> but if you want to, uh, I think this is a dumb laughs one. And again, I've never seen it. I've only seen bits and pieces. And it's a definite Ghostbusters 2 for Airheads. Because um, both Harold Ramis has a small uh, part in it, and Ernie Hudson has a small part in it. So I'm going to go watch that. Again, it's wow. With the exception of Ernie Hudson, who just keeps working, uh, and Harold Ramis, who has left us far too soon, and Steve Buscemi, who's doing it. Sandler's kind of retreated to the background. And Brendan Fraser, why have I never seen this? I gotta go see this now. I haven't seen it. Maybe I have seen it. Why am I talking to myself about it while you listen? I don't know. But anyways. I can't take that tape from you. If it's unsolicited, I can't touch it. It's not easy to break into the music business. But these three guys... What's your secret code? I can't tell you my code. Just found a way. You guys are a unsigned band, and you broke into the radio station to get your demo played on the air? I just feel a little goof with a water pistol. They don't know it's a water pistol. They think it's real. Oops. Look, all I want to do is be heard, and then we're out of here. <laughs> okay, who are you guys? My name's Pip. The band. The band name. Sorry about that. Oh, man, look, it's the demo's wasted! Well, what are we going to do now? Run! Hello, police. I'm surrounded. I don't want to go to jail. I'm fragile. Everybody on the floor right now. Uh, do, do you mind if I sit in a chair? I, I don't want to get all crowded. Uh, 
Uh, if he doesn't sit on the floor, I don't know why I have to. Sit down! Everybody else gets to sit in a chair except for you. Is everybody okay in there? He wants to know what your demands are for releasing the hostages. What's he mean by hostages? It's the inbreed. We asked for a whole bunch of weird stuff. This way we can plead insanity later. Ooh. Number 13, naked pictures of B. Arthur. Excuse me? I think you're exceeding the maximum weight limit for that belt. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no! Jeopardy having a good time tonight! What are you thinking about? Swimming pools. He doesn't wear a helmet, does he? You guys are crazy, man. Y'all are all It's a plastic gun! A plastic gun! <laughs> now what are you gonna do about that? Chunk style? <laughs> Improvised. The Lone Rangers? What's wrong with that? Well, there's three of you. You're not exactly lone. No idea what you're saying right now. Airheads. I cut a deal with them. We gotta send one person out. I'll go. One of the hostages, doof. Sorry. The music made them do it. Annie Potts. Annie Potts, uh, if you go to her list, it's way more TV heavy than movie heavy. But in the movie list, there's a few things that uh, I haven't seen it in a while. I want to go back and watch Who's Harry Crumb. Um, <laughs> it was kind of like... John Candy trying to ride, you know, the Uncle Buck train and stuff like that, keep things rolling. Um, this one just, it's a bit goofier. I think this one is played a way more wacky, like an Uncle Buck is played straight, whereas this one's way more wacky. But hey, it's got Annie Potts in it. Uh, so I'm going to watch that. And John Candy, like, like, let's not beat around the bush. That's a good combo. I'll watch that. Uh, she's in Pretty in Pink. Uh, I, uh, I have not watched that in many a year, uh, but I'm going to go back and watch that at some point. Uh, she had a, uh, supporting part in she's having a baby, which I've never watched. I don't know if I'm going to go watch it this holiday season, but now the song's stuck in my head. But the one that's on my go watch list is Corvette Summer. Because, again, I hear about it all the time. And basically what it is, it's her breakout role, Mark Hamill's breakout role. Why have I never seen this? Plus, they're both babies in it. So if you want to go watch, you know, two beautiful babies go watch, you know, make this love story American. I was going to say, what was the uh, Lucas one? American Graffiti. Not American Graffiti. I guess around the same time. It might just be because it has car in the title and I'm just getting confused with things. But I'm going to go check out Corvette Summer. It's the car of a lifetime. It took him all year to build it. Now I'm going to drive that thing right up to General Motors' front door. One night to lose it. the whole summer to get it back. MGM presents Corvette Summer. Somebody stole my Stingray. The word's out, it's Vegas. You got a Corvette? Starring Mark Hamill, who's back from Star Wars. Oh yeah! And Annie Potts, who's out of this world. You're gonna spend the night. 
Prende, amigo? If he knew as much about girls as he does about cars, he wouldn't be so nervous. You love them dead, sailor. Let me see what you got. Sure. And if she knew as much about cars as she does about boys, what do you drink? she wouldn't be so jealous. Motor oil? And if you knew as much as they know about this candy apple metal flake Corvette, you'd be chasing it too. I'm helping you, dope. I'm helping you find your car. You run up against a car thief, are you liable to wind up at the bottom of Lake Mead? Keys into fast cars. Why don't you write a letter to the car? Dear car. She's into black velvet. Beg your pardon? I mean, wow! Together, they find love. You have no right to take me anywhere! Excitement. And danger. Ah! On the trail of a stolen Corvette. Stop this car! Stop it! I'm getting out! No, you're not! And the time that separates the men from the boys. Corvette Summer. It's a terrific car. A fiberglass romance. Sigourney Weaver, uh, again. Well, if Bill Murray has an opposite number in the Ghostbusters cast, it's Sigourney Weaver. Because she's just a movie star. Um, I actually recently watched Holes, which I'm to understand is a popular book. With young adults. Uh, and the movie was pretty good. Uh, and she's, you know, a bit of a villain in it. Uh, but the two, I want to go back and check it. Well, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go back and check it with one. I'm going to recommend to you, if you haven't seen it, go watch Copycat. Um, because uh, Holly Hunter? Yes, Holly Hunter and Sigourney Weaver. Um, I believe Holly Hunter was the police officer or an FBI agent. And... Sigourney Weaver was being... Oh, she was a doctor who studied uh, like an abnormal psychologist or whatever. And a serial killer comes after her. Or a copycat of a serial killer. Maybe I do need to go watch it again. I'm missing bits and pieces. The one I remember most, Holly Hunter. Yay. Sigourney Weaver. Yay. And uh, Harry Connick Jr. as the bad guy. It was the first time I went, wow, Harry Connick Jr. stepping out from, you know, his really great... He's a jazz pianist. He's got a good Christmas album, too. I should go find that. But the one I'm putting on the list, because I keep confusing this movie with uh, Dudley Moore and Eddie Murphy's Best Defense. Oh, heck, go watch that one, too. That one's strange because it's um, a movie told in two different times, which is a great in dramas, especially when it's like family, family drama over multiple generations. <laughs> but this is a comedy about the defense contractor who designs a weapon system and Eddie Murphy as the guy who has to operate it for it. What? Actually, you know what? Don't. But anyways, similar, released at a similar time and with a bit of a similar theme about military contracting and all this. Sigourney Weaver, Chevy Chase, and Gregory Hines. And part of me... Part of me thinks I kind of remember it, but I'm not sure. So I got to go back and check. It's not a good sign. If I did actually see it, I can't remember. Because that means I'm going to watch it and go, oh, now I remember why I don't remember. But I'm going to go back and watch it again. 
Mighty Mugs. I'm an arms dealer. My partners and I are going to make the deal of the century. Now, here's a little something I kind of enjoy. Let's say you've had a rough day of uh, guerrilla warfare. The revolution's getting bogged down. You're hot. You're tired. You smell like you smell now. This bottle opener on the side here will open bottles of all nationalities. Police Navidad. Where the hell have all the good salesmen gone? Don't answer that management. Simply lock the target in the sight, and the rest is, well, easy. Local. Order forms are in the catalog, gentlemen. I hope we can do business together. Mr. Monks, I believe that your one small sale will help make limited global warfare a reality well into the 90s. And we will all prosper accordingly. Get the money! We're in a battle to sell this plane, gentlemen. And the enemy is not Moscow. The enemy is Rockwell, Northrop, Lockheed. I don't want to be a part of that anymore, Ed. Take a couple of samples. Take them home, see if you like them, let me know how many you need, okay? I'm gonna give you a little touch-up. We're gonna show the Pentagon. We'll show the world. Chevy Chase, Sigourney Weaver, and Gregory Hines are going to make the deal of the century. Hey, we're not out to stick it to anybody. Also, if you want a little, hey, uh, Scorny Weaver's first uh, role was as uh, Alvi, Woody Allen's uh, character in Annie Hall. Uh, when he split from Annie Hall, uh, he went on a date with Sigourney Weaver to go see a movie. And so she has a small part. That was her first thing. She went from, hello, I'm, you know, Doodle Weaver's niece and I'm a beautiful model. And she got cast as, you know, a small part as I would have. We need someone beautiful to be Woody Allen's. <laughs> oh, God. I don't remember this, but now I realize why they may have done it. Because Woody Allen, not a tall man. Sigourney Weaver, incredibly tall. That visually has to be awesome. I have to go back and watch that now. All right, so that's the core cast. And you're like, well, you're done, Chris. Merry Christmas. We'll see you later. <laughs> oh, no. So you're getting... You're, you. <laughs> You may not be getting quality, but you're going to get quantity out of this podcast. Uh, so, uh, William Atherton, uh, he has said, introducing Dorothy Dandridge, he's quite proud of. He plays Daryl F. Zanuck in it. Uh, I have not seen it. I think I'd like to see it. So, that's a maybe for the holiday season. Uh, he was in Day of the Locust. I have not seen it. I have heard all about it. And I have seen the odd clip here and there. Basically, it's like early Hollywood... And things are horrible and debauched. So, yeah, that's a fun one. But one of these days, I may have to go see it. Uh, I'll put that as a definite maybe. I wonder sometimes how many people, especially the younger fans out there, have seen Real Genius. This is a Val Kilmer one. It's very much of the weird science era. It's... As funny as weird science, but it's... You know, one is... Weird science is, you know, John Hughes... Uh, this one's kind of like drier, but um, I don't know how to present it to you. But you should watch it. And Atherton plays the uh, the 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 scientist professor who's trying to steal students' work uh, or steal credit for it, sort of thing. I, it's a good one. I watch it every few years and always enjoy it. Uh, but the one that I think I may try and watch this holiday season is the Sugarland Express. Again, his breakout role and an early breakout role for Goldie Hawn. And I've never seen it. 
it's uh, if I understand correctly, kind of um, Bonnie and Clyde. If Bonnie was actually a sympathetic mother trying to uh, keep her daughter, sort of thing. That's probably worth checking out, right? Welfare's come and taken baby Langston forever. They're gonna keep him in that foster home. Say, isn't this my shirt? Babe, when I leave today, you're coming with me. I can't. I only got four more months. Lou Jean and Clovis Poplin. Oh, baby, we're in real trouble. Impulsive. Irresponsible. You know it's illegal to turn around in the middle of the highway? Out of control. If I get in that car, you got kidnapped, and that's fact. But that doesn't mean they don't make wonderful parents. What are you doing with our man in there? He's just taking us to Sugar Lane to get my boy Langston. All that stands between them and their child is their nervous hostage. Don't shoot that Captain Tanner. You want to get us all killed? His commanding officer. Now you take it easy there and think about what you're doing. No one's going to get hurt. Do you hear me? The baby's foster parents. The child board says that the child is ours to keep now. Two reckless troopers from out of state. What's in the room? A trigger-happy pair of weekend warriors. Which one do you want? I like that red here. And 100 mobilized units from the great state of Texas. I see lights, a whole bunch. But even if these forces spell danger for Clovis and Lugene. What about the girl? Down! Get yourself down! She'll be dead before the sound gets there. It's nothing compared to the danger they pose to themselves. Open your eyes! Keep to the right of the chair! They're nothing but a couple of kids. You're my wife, and I love you, even if we don't get the baby. Goldie Hawn, Ben Johnson, and William Atherton in director Steven Spielberg's feature film debut. It's your baby. Don't let no one take him away from you. The Sugarland Express. David Margulies, uh, again, the more people were supporting actors in these movies, the more, and the more they are character actors in general in Hollywood, the more I'm pretty sure you haven't seen movies that they're in. You've probably seen them here and there, but I don't think you've gone, oh, I'm going to go find another David Margulies movie. But uh, Brighton Beach Memoirs, go watch that. Uh, <clears throat> Candy Mountain, uh, which is a Ghostbusters twofer because it also has Harris Ewell in it. Burned at the stake! But he was also in uh, The Front, which is a Woody Allen movie that he did not write nor direct. And I believe it's like 75? Maybe 76. And I've never heard of it. And it's not like I'm a huge Woody Allen fan, but I'm just surprised I've never heard of it. And there's David Margulies in it, so I'm going to go watch that. What if there was a list? A list that said our finest actors weren't allowed to act. Our best writers weren't allowed to write. Our funniest comedians weren't allowed to make us laugh. What would this country be like if there was such a list? It would be like America in 1953. Fairy tales can come true. It can happen to you if you're young at heart. We are investigating communist conspiracy in the entertainment world. In 1953, there was such a list, and some of this man's friends were on it. 
Mr. Prince, do you know Alfred Miller? Howard, they won't buy my scripts. I'm on a blacklist, you know. Hey, you, you, you want to put my name on your scripts? I write the scripts. I send them in under your name. They buy the scripts, right? It's perfect. Mr. Prince, did you know Hecky Brown? Take care of yourself. The water is full of sharks. Do you know Florence Barrett? I still don't know who you are. I only know who you're not. Who is Howard Prince? A front for blacklisted writers. You're not a writer. No, I, I, I couldn't write a grocery list. Are you refusing to answer? Howard, if you don't answer, they can send you to jail. Columbia Pictures presents Woody Allen as The Front, the story of a man who didn't know how much a favor could mean. The Front. You have a head start if you are among the very young at home. Peter McNichol, um, a, 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 you know, a very uh, prominent actor in Hollywood. Probably a lot you haven't seen him in. Uh, have you seen Burt Reynolds' Heat? He's in there somewhere. Uh, Sophie's Choice. Everybody says he's Sophie's Choice. If you haven't seen it, I don't know, slap yourself and then go rent it. Um, much like I was referencing Howard the Duck, I have a soft spot for Radio Land Murders. It's it's not the greatest film in the world, but uh, <laughs> it's it tries to be something of an earlier era, while at the same time it was a test bed for CGI sets. It was very strange. It's place in film history is very strange but he's in there and it's kind of fun uh, but the two things is I think a lot of people skip over Dracula Den loving it it's not uh, it's not uh, Mel Brooks's uh, most popular film uh, and it may have a bit of a, a Mel Brooks formula going on in it but I kind of find it <laughs> it's got a lot of Mel Brooks funny in it and uh, Peter McNichol is great he's the Renfield <laughs> <laughs> he really kind of chews it up as the Renfield type character. Maybe he was Renfield. I'm going to have to go watch it again. And I, uh, I'm not going to even hate it. But his first movie uh, is very well rated too. I was very surprised. I thought this might be kind of an 80s B movie kind of thing. And no, it's, it's, it's scores are pretty good. Dragon Slayer. Yeah, Peter McNichol is the hero in a fantasy film. Like in the era where everybody said Conan's making huge money, quick start making stuff. We got Krull. Um, well, I don't know what other. There was Red Sonya, and there was Dragon Slayer. The other one's kind of not so much, uh, but Dragon Slayer, pretty good. So if you're like, I have never seen Peter McNichol as the reluctant hero of a uh, fantasy movie about killing dragons, now's your chance. Ho ho ho! Happy holidays. I have been witness to something. Something of consequence to you. To me? There's a great task needing to be done. No doubt you've heard of our trouble at home. A dragon. Fire and stench. It is evil. Pure and simple. You want me to do battle with that? Behold, for I am chosen, I shall die that many may live. Twice each year, the king selects a new victim, chosen by lot. 
girls, virgins. Your king's made a pact with a monster. But your children were dying. Only a few. Does that sound cruel? Blacksmith, have you ever forged a weapon? An edge like no other on this earth. Slayer. Coming from Paramount Pictures. Kurt Fuller. Again, that guy's all over the place. We know that. Uh, but very, very prolific character actor. He was in uh, Ray. Remember from Wayne's World? Uh, he was in the first scary movie. He was in Stuart Saves a Family, which I have not seen, but I kind of mean, part of me wants to see it. I want to go see it. I think people shot it down because they just didn't want that character to have a movie. But uh, I think it's probably pretty funny. Uh, he was also in Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, which is, again, not the deepest movie in the world. But uh, should be seen at least once. It shouldn't be seen once necessarily. I'm just saying that. Uh, but he was also hiding in Red Heat and Running Man. So there you go. Oh. Just to throw you a curveball, if you can find, uh, going back to Gregory Hines, if you can find Eve of Destruction, uh, Kurt Fuller's in that too. It's about a lady scientist who creates a lady robot, and the lady robot goes uh, emotionally insane and starts killing people, because, you know, chicks, right? (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember much going for this film, but kind of need to go back and check it out again just because it's been so long ago uh and if all else fails it's got kurt fuller in it so hooray dr eve simmons has created a robot in her image this is eve eight also known as eve vickers state of the art for all intents and purposes she is a human how do i look she was programmed with much of my life experience but we are not exactly alike i knew we were doing some robot research but this thing she's a brilliant machine who's learning to be all woman i'd kill to have that jacket and now she's on the loose well this is quite some toy you have yourself here joan i suppose you want me to put it back in its box it's not a toy colonel she's poised i'm very sensitive charming Why don't we just go take a room? With a temper. I'll call you sometime, okay? And she's having a bad day. Come on, get out of the way! I'm very sensitive. She's activated. What do you mean she's activated? She's a state-of-the-art thermonuclear warhead. A walking nuclear bomb. And once you turn her on, you'll never... Turn her off. If we don't find her in the next 24 hours, she'll explode with enough force to take out 20 to 30 city blocks. Target is still at large. Gregory Hines, Eve of Destruction. Not just another pretty face. Please don't say this. 
I'm very sensitive. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people in these movies that have done really good stuff. Ben Stein's in it. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray, of course. Uh, I mean, heck, you can go watch Caddyshack. There he is. Um, uh, Cheech Marin. I mean, he just had a cameo part, but you know, he's been in all sorts of stuff you can go watch. Kevin Dunn, uh, Chloe Webb. I think we mentioned before too. She was in Sid and Nancy. Go watch Sid and Nancy. Of that list, actually, I didn't really dig up other people's stuff. You can go dig it up if you want. But Chloe Webb, yeah, Sid and Nancy. That's a good one. Um, but just as a last one here, and this is the rounds out my holiday because it's got one that I definitely got to watch this holiday season. Philip Baker Hall, and you're like, who? He's the police commissioner. That man is in everything. Uh, he's in Say Anything. He's in Midnight Run, Truman Show. Uh, what else here? Talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, Cradle Will Rock. Uh, not the hand that rocks the cradle. The Ernie Hudson one, but the Bill Murray one, the ensemble one I mentioned before. He's in there. So, hey, Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Or not Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Uh, uh, cradle Will Rock is a Ghostbusters twofer. Who knew? Uh, he's in Boogie Nights. Everybody's probably seen that. Air Force One. Um, there's two, though. I used to work at a video store. This one was always there, and I don't know why I never rented it, but it always kind of intrigued me. Three o'clock high. It's just about, like, a, you know, a, a, a nebbishy high school student who ends up, you know, he's going to end up in a fight with a bully at three o'clock. I kind of want to see it. I've never seen it. I'm going to go see it. I think I'm going to try to watch it. But 1996, there was another kind of noirishy film called Heart Eight, and Phil Baker Hall's in it. Actually, in a quite a, not just a character actor, more of a prominent role in it. Kind of want to see that too. It's kind of well regarded. So I'm going to go out on that note. If I were to give you $50, what would you do with it? I'd eat. How long can you eat? How long can you live on $50? I don't know. I would bet not very long. is a very old friend. I think he's pretty adorable the way he follows you around and looks up to you. Hello. Hi. I don't do anything that I don't want to do. You understand? Says you remember, Jimmy. Yeah! Friend lives up there. I saw you playing crap over the original Doom. Bet the hard eight for a thousand and pressed you to. Stupid bet. He thinks you don't like him. I don't. I know some things about Atlantic City. You walk around like you're Mr. Cool, Mr. Wisdom, but you're not. You're just some old hood. Please do not put a bullet in me. I love you, Sid. And please don't tell John what I've done. So you think what? That you can just walk through this life without being punished for it? Philip Baker Hall, John C. Riley, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Samuel L. Jackson. Hard Eight. So there you are. Uh, thanks for tuning into the Ghostbusters Home Shopping Network. 
Hi. What music? You mean like iTunes and all that? Yeah, because she regards that as screen time, buddy. Let's just say Pac-Man No, I'm still recording. I'm not done yet. Yes. No, because i got to finish up. You want to finish up with me? Okay, so i got to say bye to everybody. Do you want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas? Yes. Okay, right there into the mic. Merry Christmas, everybody. And Happy New Year. And Happy New Year. Right, go. I'm going to turn this off, and then I'll be up in a second, okay? So there you go. Thank you for tuning in for another year's Ghostbusters Home Shopping Network. I hope I gave you a few ideas or maybe uh, affirmed a few ideas you had on your own. Great. Uh, and I hope you find some merit to my recommendations for some film watching this season. That's my gift to you. Uh, some suggestions of stuff to go watch. Which in the days of streaming content and all that, sometimes it's hard to know what to try. I can't promise you it'll be great, but it'll. I can promise it'll be something. So, happy holidays from us here at the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad. And we'll see you in the new year. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. Oh, he's got all the bad drugs here. Marijuana joints, pills, Quaalude, Valium, yellow ones, red ones, cocaine grinder, drug needles. He's the pusher, not me. Merry Christmas. If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. This is the nicest thing that's happened to me all day. It's Christmas Eve. It's my favorite night of the year. The power's out. The storm is raging outside. We're in here all cozy. For now. For now. Have another sip. Warm up, hon. Because, baby, it's cold outside. Can't you stick around? I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. I'm not kidding. It's really cold out. This evening has been so very nice. I've been hoping that you drop in. My mother will start to worry. 
Your hands are like ice. Here, let me do this to you. And Father will be pacing the floor. Listen to that fireplace roar. So really, I'd better scream. Too darn pretty to worry. Well, maybe just a half a drink more. Okay, you flip the records while I pour. The neighbors might think. Baby, it's really bad out there. Oof. What's in this drink? You couldn't get a cab if your life depended on it. I wish I knew how to break this spell. This is so corny, but your eyes look like starlight right now. I ought to say no, 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 I'm sir. I'm gonna move in much closer. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. Duly noted, you have tried. I really can't stay. Oh, baby, don't hold out on me, please. Ah, oh, but it's, it's cold outside. Here, look at these hands of yours. This is ridiculous. Here, put them right under here. This is the second warmest spot on the human body. This is an old native trick. And this can keep your fingers from freezing, turning black, and falling off. I mean, I would hate it if you could never wear gloves again. I, I don't think I'd, I could forgive myself. Here, where's the, give me the other one. There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Think of my lifelong sorrow. At least there will be plenty implied. Yeah, if you get pneumonia and die, it'll be my fault. I really can't stay. You have just got to trust me on this. Ah, but it's cold. 